knew that the same fate might befall Isabella. At that time, slaves had been bought and sold in the New York area for more than 150 years. In 1626, Dutch settlers in a colony named New Netherlands began importing blacks from Africa to work on their farms. Thirty-eight years later, the British seized the colony, renamed it New York, and brought in many more slaves. By 1723, blacks made up 15% of New York's population. Although slaves were not nearly as common in the northern colonies as they were in the southern colonies, they were still an important part of the economy. When the Dutch lost possession of New Netherlands, many of the settlers remained in the colony and became British subjects. And when the American colonies declared their independence from Great Britain in 1776, many of them became U.S. citizens. Nonetheless, many of the Dutch Americans, including Hardenberg, clung to their native language, and so Isabella was taught to speak Dutch rather than English while she was growing up. When Isabella was about three years old, Hardenberg died, leaving her, her parents, and ten other slaves to his son, Charles. Having recently built a large limestone house in the nearby hills, Charles Hardenberg moved these inherited slaves to the building cellar. In this one dank and filthy room, Isabella and the other slaves ate and slept. During the day, only a small amount of light shone through the cellar's small window. At night, the slaves lit the room with a fire and rested on hard wooden pallets. When it rained, water seeped through the cracks in the walls and turned the floor into a pool of mud. During winter, the slaves sought to fight off the cold by wrapping themselves in worn blankets. Despite being mistreated by Hardenberg, who forced his slaves to endure such harsh living conditions, Isabella's parents remained obedient to him and worked hard at plowing and harvesting the crops in his fields. Consequently, their master developed some affection for the couple and eventually gave them a plot of land so that they could grow their own corn, tobacco, and other crops to trade with neighbors for additional food and clothing. Soon after Isabella and her parents moved to Hardenberg's farm, her brother Peter was born. One night, when both children were still very young, their mother took them outside and told them to sit under a tree. My children, she said to them, there is a God who hears and sees you. The children asked her where God lives. He lives in the sky, their mother answered. And when you are beaten or cruelly treated or fall into any trouble, you must ask help of him and he will always hear and help you. She promised them that they were under God's protection. Convinced that she was being looked after by a powerful guardian in the sky, Isabella faced difficulties in her life with increased confidence. Her self-confidence continued to grow as she got older and learned how to do new things. On Sundays, when she and other slaves did not have to work their master's fields and orchards, she learned how to row a boat and ride a horse. She also learned from her mother to obey her master, to recite the Lord's Prayer each day, and never to steal or lie. However, Isabella also had other, darker lessons to learn. 
One night, when she heard her mother crying, she asked her what was wrong. Her mother replied, I'm groaning to think of my poor children. They don't know where I be, and I don't know where they be. They look up at the stars, and I look up at the stars, but I can't tell where they be. Isabella later heard of the manner in which her older brother Michael and older sister Nancy had been taken away from their family many years before. On a snowy winter morning, some men in a horse-drawn sled had stopped at the cabin where Isabella's family then lived. Michael was delighted when the men told him that he was going for a ride and quickly jumped aboard the sled. The boy became frightened, however, when one of the men walked out of the cabin carrying a large box that contained his sister.